Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hello to everybody who loves chocolate, beer, and french fries. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beautiful Anonymous. My name is Chris Gethard. I feel very lucky to be your host on this show. I feel very lucky that I get to do what I do. I feel very lucky that I got to return and do some live shows this weekend. We had our first ever live episodes since the pandemic. It's been two years, man. Philly, you showed up. Jersey City, you showed up. What a good time to feel that live energy in the room. Thank you, everybody. And got a whole bunch of live Beautiful Anonymous tapings coming up in cities all over the country. ChrisGath.com for ticket info. Obviously, there's going to be more coming and hopefully international as we can figure out travel and mandates and all that stuff. Anyway, this week's episode is wild. This week's episode is wild. We recorded this one a while back and I have not forgotten it. Man, this is a tense situation. I have wondered since we recorded this how things turned out. I hope the caller's doing okay. You're going to have the same exact concerns. Caller has a little bit of an issue with a squatter, a living situation where the caller's trying to do the right thing and and now also maybe realizing that that is conflicting with some some uh, life instincts or self-protective instincts or however you want to phrase it. It's intense. And and, and then I mean, even the the B storylines on this one, having an affair with with a married man, like that's the B story. The first and most pressing issue is a person in my house. It's it's a wild call. Enjoy. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello. Hello. This is Chris. This is Chris. How are you? Hi. I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I tell you, I'm I'm physically tired, but emotionally, I'm pretty good. Well, that's a plus. That's good, at least. Yeah. You know, I always marvel on when I listen to the podcast about how uh, surprised the people seem when they're suddenly on. Uh, and now I've experienced it, and I did the exact same reaction. So walk me through this. So you've quietly judged in the past. You're like, you called the show. You knew you were getting patched through. Why are you acting so shocked? But now you're now you're in the actual moment. And, and what are we feeling here? Yeah. Uh, just surprised is all. And also uh, wondering about my audio quality uh, and if I should move somewhere else. But I would say it's pretty good. It definitely sounds a little bit rumbly in the background, but I can hear you. We've aired far worse. Oh, that's great, Ben. At least I'm not the worst. <laughs> no, you you will not be the worst audio quality that we've ever aired. Not by a long shot. 
Um, physically, why are you uh, not that great? Well, I'll tell you a couple of reasons. Um, one is that that's just in general been the state of my life for the past few years, right? And, uh, and you know, work is yeah. starting to open up again. So I've started to travel again a little bit, a couple acting jobs, a mm-hmm. stand-up gig. But that means like some of that travel is coming in. And I forgot that that, you know, switching time zones puts a toll on you. But then also you happen to be calling me on my wife's birthday. And that's a much happier reason to be tired oh. because... She, um, she, her, one of her favorite desserts is Tres Leches cake. And I found a bakery in New Jersey that makes Tres Leches donuts. And I pre-ordered some and I woke up at 6.30 in this morning and I drove myself uh, halfway across the state to get some Tres Leches donuts. (laughs) And I don't want anybody out there being like, oh, you're such a good guy. No, actually I can be a... Real bastard, just like any other husband who messes things up from time to time. But I think when it comes specifically to the Tres Leches donuts, I nailed that part. <laughs> I did nail that part. Oh, well, that's nice. Uh, tell Holly happy birthday from me. I will. <laughs> yeah, but that's why you can tell that I've been, that I'm on very few hours sleep because I was out the door at 630. Now, more importantly, how are you? I've been better, both okay. physically and emotionally, but mostly emotionally. <laughs> okay. What's, um, what's going on? Yeah, uh, I have been trying to juggle a lot of things. Uh, so, you know, there's working from home and there's, um, you know, just making sure that my family is okay because they live pretty far away. Uh, but recently... I have uh, developed a squatter in my apartment. And it's someone who is living here, and I have so much anxiety about turning him away that he has been living here for over a week and is probably going to live here for several weeks more. Now, when you say a squatter... <laughs> and yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's an acquaintance of mine. Uh, he has been, so he used to be my neighbor. I live in an apartment complex, um, and he used to live a few doors down from me. And normally I don't get to know my neighbors, but, uh, I saw him in the parking lot one day and he was working on his car uh, and it was really hot. Uh, so I offered him some water and ever since then, He's been attached to me. And so when he left the apartment complex, he moved basically into his car. And uh, that was going fine for him. I didn't see him for a little while uh, until last week when he totaled his car. And I was the only person who he could call, according to him. Okay. So he's been on my couch for a while. And a squatter would indicate that you've maybe um, mentioned to this guy that that you don't necessarily want him living there. Oh, he fully knows that I don't want him here. (laughs) Not not even making passive-aggressive jokes, which is normally what I would do, but no, it's moved into, like, full-on, so what's your plan? When are you leaving? 
what's going on type of questions. So, so I have to imagine that this begins with the cars totaled. You hear from this person. Um, he okay, has no, no place else actually, to... this is, this is a funny story. Okay. Yeah. So tell, <laughs> so, me, tell me. Okay. So, um, so when he moved out, uh, of the apartment in the first place, he was like, Hey, I don't have anywhere to stay. I stay here for a night. And I allowed him to stay for two nights before I said, okay, like you really got to go. Uh, and, um, he respected that and he did that. Um, <laughs> so when he called me up to say that he told his car, he was like, um, can I come over? I said, not unless it's an emergency. Like I, I need to set boundaries to this thing. I said, not unless it's an emergency. And he said, well, I told my car and I'm bleeding. Is that enough for an emergency for you? Uh, at that point, I was like, Jesus. Okay, yes. Come over. And he didn't want to see a doctor or go to the hospital. It was... So... I I had to be his nurse for a while. I mean, you said, oh, that's a funny story. And then it, it wasn't... It was... Okay, so... You're asking. You're right. That wasn't funny. No, no, no. It's <laughs> I'm not, sorry. <laughs> no, no. I like. I like that you see humor in it. But I think, on behalf of anyone listening, it sounds to us like you are saying, "There's a person in my house. I've told him I don't want him here. He's still here." And it sounds like you're being kind of emotionally <laughs> manipulated into it. So, whatever humor you're having, and I'm glad you're laughing it off, and it doesn't sound like like uh, you're not expressing like any sense of being in danger or, or that, that I'm, so I'm glad you're laughing about it, but I listen to it. I go, no, oh, it sounds like this person is uh, very manipulative and aiming that towards you. And yeah. it seems like you're aware of that. Well, I don't see the thing is, I don't think he means to be also, I should mention he's a recovering meth addict. Um, okay. And he hasn't had or gone down that hard road for a couple of years, but um, I think it kind of messed up his brain a bit. So his social cues are not what I would consider normal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Another layer. So I'm going to ask a very obvious question. Yeah. I think I know the answer. Uh-huh. Um, but just just for anybody who's wondering, sometimes if someone winds up staying in your house, it might indicate that maybe you had had some sort of relationship with this person. Like maybe at some point you had dated or fooled around or something like that, where this comfort of being in your home came to be. Is there any, is there any past along those lines where you, you have had some dalliances with this person that created this sense of comfort? There have been zero dalliances. Um, for a while during the winter time when I was feeling like really depressed, and he was still a neighbor of mine. Um, we would go to the local beach just on the road uh, and just hang out on the beach. So that's about as intimate as it ever got, <laughs> just hanging out on a beach at night. So this doesn't, this sound, okay. You tell me, okay, <laughs> armed, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little bit of an analyst here, armchair analysis of this. Go for it, go for it. Sounds to me like we're in a situation that right now is slightly concerning 
And let's say by a week from today, we're going to know if it was very concerning. That kind of sounds like. If you're wondering if he's going to kill me, I kind of doubt it. (laughs) That's good that he's not going to kill you, but is he going to try to live in your house forever? Like, are you going to eventually have to, like, lock his stuff outside or call call a cop to drag him out? Like, something like that. Well, to, uh, to give you an honest truth, right now I am on the phone with you. So I mentioned I work from home. And right now I am outside on my patio because I don't want him to overhear this. Wow. Yeah. So, so there's this so this is a real thing. So this is a real thing. Yeah. So when you say squat yeah. it's not like you're like the owner of a property that's been taken over by squatters, but No, you, no. It's it's not I I don't know the special definition of squatting. It's just the the way that I like to introduce it to No, people. but you definitely have a situation on one's hands. We can say we have a situation yeah. on one's hands here. Yeah, I think so. And when you say when you say to this guy, hey, so what's the plan? You got to get out of here, which you say has been bold for you. What's what kind of responses yeah. are you getting? Um, he says he gets really. So again, um, I don't I don't know a lot about recovering meth addicts, but so I don't know if he was like this before or whatever. But he gets really like twitchy and anxious looking, which I understand, or I, I understand anxiety at least. Um, and he says things that don't necessarily make sense. Um, so I, for example, I would say, um, so what are your plans for finding a new spot? And he starts, you know, uh, shaking his leg and his arm and he'd say well you know um my insurance claim hasn't come through yet and so you tell me because i'm listening to you i'm listening to the information you're sharing and the way you're saying it yeah this guy ain't leaving until you kick him out is that is that your instinct as well I'm asking. I don't. Oh, I was. I was so hoping that it wasn't going to come to that, and I'm just uh, like, it, it's a relatively new situation. He's been here for a week now, but I just don't want to come to that conclusion. But in your heart, what are you thinking? Oh, I think I, I'm going to have to eventually kick him out when he frustrates me mm-hmm. to the point where I can't deal with it. And how has this been affecting your life, having this uh, this roommate you never asked for? Well, uh, yeah, well, uh, so things in my state are very open right now. And the workplace that I go to, um, uh, they, they're pretty relaxed now, whereas before they were extremely strict on... COVID restrictions. So basically, I can go into the office now if I want. And my boss has been asking me in the office, but I really don't feel comfortable having this guy alone in my apartment. And it's not like I can kick him out because, like I said, it's really hot here. Uh, So in the middle of the day when my boss wants to meet, I can't be like, go out to the street. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's been forcing me to really try to finagle a way where my boss and I can meet over a video conference instead of in person because without telling him the reason for it, wow. it's also kind of restricted just the, the level of going out that I might do now that things are opening up. Well, let me just ask you just for my own peace of mind. You're telling me that you don't want to leave, um, you know, during work hours. It's restricting you going out. This tells me that you don't have total trust in this person. I just want to make sure. Do you feel safe personally? Yeah, yeah. I do. So it's a strange thing. I feel safe, but I have a weird thing about my personal space. Like, especially after coming out of the pandemic, like I've lived alone now for so long, but it's like anyone being in my space is an intrusion. Yeah. I mean, that's not weird when you're like, oh, I got a weird thing about personal space and then saying <laughs> I've chosen to live alone and I, I, I don't want someone around. That's why I chose to live alone. Just, you know, that's not weird. That's why you <laughs> pony up the cash and pay a little extra to not have a roommate. Yeah. He, he's generally a good guy, so it's not like I distrust him. It's just I don't want to give up my own space. Sure. Do you have a feeling things might get eaten or removed or perhaps taken? Do you have a fear of that? No, not, no, no, not at all. In fact, uh, before he moved out of this apartment, um, this was before I was realizing that he was moving out to live in his car. Um, he gave me his gigantic television because he had a quote storage issue, <laughs> which I now realize is because he uh, didn't have space in his car for his giant TV. So, he, yeah. So I am of two minds here. And I don't know if you're looking for advice or if you just want to get this off your chest, but I got two. Oh, I'm definitely looking for advice. Well, I'm of two from minds. From anyone. <laughs> I'm of two minds here, right? One is I don't wish living out of a car upon anybody. It doesn't sound easy. Right. And if that's yeah. the state you're already in and then you get your car totaled, it's got to be one of the most terrifying That's a big issue. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, if you're already making it work living in a car, I've talked to people on this show who've had stretches living in cars, at least at least a couple off the top of my head I can think of right away. It doesn't sound easy. It sounds like you have very, very little, and now you have even less. I don't wish that upon any anyone. Heart goes out. Secondly, I'm not someone to judge people in recovery. I think that you can, you can... You know, you can fall into a trap where you are an addict and you can come out of it and you can be productive. And I don't think that should be a scarlet letter that lasts your whole life. Uh, I I won't judge. And you say that this is someone who went hard enough at certain drugs that it's clearly kind of affected their, um, you know, affected them moving forward, that you see the effects of it. So they went hard. You want to fight hardest for the people who need the most help. I can tell that you are probably someone of similar mindsets and similar empathy towards others. That being said, it does seem to me like just uh, just from the surface level facts that I have that you are being taken advantage of in a way that I really do not like. And that just because someone has problems that deserve sympathy and empathy doesn't mean that 
you have to give up um, some basic boundaries. Seems like that's being asked of you. I don't like it. And I'm actually really worried. Yeah. The people in my life who I have talked to about this feel the same way. It's just, I, I have difficulty taking him out when I don't know where he's going to go. I've gone as far as looking at homeless shelters, but um, generally the, the ones around here that we can men specifically, um, they're only available during the winter time. Wow. Yeah. That's bad logistics. So, so you live in an area that I would would imagine that means you live in an area that's warm enough that they actually only provide shelter. So it's kind of, it's kind of fend for yourself when it's warm enough, but we won't let you freeze to death. That's the basic service that we'll provide. Yeah. Unless you're a woman or have kids. Man. That's first of all. Okay, let's get up on the soapbox a little bit. First of all, that right there, you go, man, isn't that talent? I mean, you could be Canadian, but you sound American to me, and that sounds like a very American. That's the length to which we will take it. We won't let you freeze to death on the street, and otherwise, don't bother us. That right there, that's something that you and I can't fix individually, but let's just call that right out right away. Like, yeah, no, you can go live in a, a tent. You can go live in a tent or sleep under an overpass until it's going to be really physically dangerous. And that's the level that we will try to lift up the most put upon people in our society. This is broken. This is broken. This is why this is why um when people like me say that capitalism has a screw loose I don't. I don't like people going. Oh, crazy socialists! I go. No, no, I just. I just think that there's a middle ground. <laughs> I don't particularly view myself as a as a revolutionary at this point in the game, and I don't think I'm some crazy socialist. I don't think it makes me like Bernie Sanders Jr. to say, "Hey, maybe year-round <laughs> social services might stop our caller here from having the awkward situation of deciding if a man is homeless." Or not? Maybe that's not our caller's responsibility, and maybe the government could be doing a little more to help lift people up. That being said, it's not your job. It's not your job, and you sound to me like a person who's probably very thoughtful. You sound to me like a person who thinks long and hard about ways that you can help others. Um, but it's not your job, and also, it is your right to define what that means. And it sounds to me like this is not something that you have, this is not something that was created purely out of your comfort zone is what I'm gathering. I don't like it. (laughs) Right. Lots to respond to there. Uh, So first of all, I am completely on board with your uh, capitalism discussion. Uh, But I I kind of do think that at least uh, democratic socialism is kind of the middle ground. I should say I'm, I've been based in America for a very long time, but I'm originally from Belgium. Pause right there. Originally from Belgium. That's interesting. Didn't see that coming. Some things that are going to come up about that later in the show that made me laugh hard, and I bet will make you laugh hard, and we'll get to those and a whole lot more when we get back. Thanks to our advertisers. Now, let's get back to our caller and the mysterious man sleeping on her couch. 
I've been based in America for a very long time, but I'm originally from Belgium. Um, okay. okay. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so I might have somewhat different views about how much the government should provide for and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, generally I am, I'm pro Bernie, pro democratic socialism. This is not something I signed up for. And if I wanted a roommate, I wish it was a roommate that I could have chose on my own. <laughs> not one who does not contribute to rent and is on my couch all the time and who I can't take business meetings in the same yeah. apartment because of. Okay, and let's cut to the quick on this. You're very nice, I can tell. And I'm not asking this, to, I'm just gonna ask you this so you can be honest, and I don't judge, because if you've listened to this podcast for more than, let's say, three episodes, you've heard about my ability to deal with social situations in real life. Yeah, exactly. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something to you, and it's not meant to hurt your feelings. I say it in an effort to, to help discuss it. I'm a, I Go for it. I can already hear what you're gonna say. Are you a pushover in general? Do you get pushed over easy? Yeah. <laughs> not just not just well, I wouldn't have said it in those terms, but I am ex I have a real problem with social anxiety. Yeah, me too. And then it leads to situations I bet you're like me, where and I I, I think I've said I think I've told the story on the show. There have been situations in my life where I have ordered a meal. I have been given an entirely different thing and I just eat it because I don't want the <laughs> server to feel bad. This is yeah. true. This happened more than once in my life. I go, I'll yeah. just eat this thing I didn't want. I'll just eat this thing I didn't want. And See, that makes complete sense to me. Yeah. And <laughs> like, as long as I'm not allergic to what's on my plate, sure, fine, I'll eat it. <laughs> oh my God. And so many situations where like, like there's times where like I have a new house. I'm lucky to say that there's no squatters living in it. Lucky to say that too. But we're all like hire people. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's really great. You should try it. But there'll be situations where like someone will come, I'll hire somebody. Hey, I need this thing fixed. I don't know how to do it. We want this done. And I'll, my wife will be watching them from the window. And I think this person's doing that wrong. And I'll go, yeah, they are. And then we'll just stand there until you should go tell them. And I'll go, hi, no, nah, I don't. She'll go, well, they're doing permanent. Oh, yeah. They're doing permanent damage. We're going to have to pay someone else to come in and redo it. I'm going to go, oh, yeah, that's going to suck for me. It's going to suck for the old pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> suck for the checking. She's like, or you could just go have a normal conversation where they'll probably go, oh, shoot, thanks for telling me. I go, oh, yeah, I can't do that. And my point being that I think you and I are cut from the same cloth. I think we are probably people who it's easy to put us in a situation where we don't want to offend or where we want to provide or where we tend to have deep conversations in our own head about what's the right thing or what's the wrong thing. And I can just say from afar that I would be shocked if this guy did not know that about you. I would be shocked <laughs> that when he calls you and says, I have no one else to call and nowhere else to go, he knows who he's talking to. And I, I really think we got to draw some lines like today. Like I think today there needs to be a conversation <laughs> along the lines of like, so there's a limit on this and I need my space back and I want to help you, but it, I can't, the way I help, help you cannot be by providing you a place to live beyond. Yeah, I mean, you have to find, you have to be somewhere else by Monday. Um, you know, I can give you, I can give you that because I have too much going on in my life. Like y y there needs to be a firm line. Cause until that comes, he's not going to bring it up. The squatter's not going to turn to you and go, I was thinking maybe Wednesday I'll be out of here. That ain't happening. Is it? Uh, 
you're, you're right. Yeah. That's a, and that was a really nice way of putting it. I'm, I will maybe try to do that today. Uh, my gut says I'm going to chicken out of it, but <laughs> yeah, cause that's I'll scary. try it later. And you and I are the types of people that like, right. Like if, if Starbucks, if you asked for milk and, and, uh, and like if the, if the Starbucks self-serve station has a milk, you and I are the types of people who have a lot of problems going up and just saying, Hey, um, if someone could refill the milk, that would be great. I think you and I share that. Am I right on that? Definitely. So it's a lot harder to look a man in the eye and go, so I'm thinking you need to live on the street. It's much harder. It's much, much harder. Everyone <laughs> knows that. But at a certain point, you have to, and you know what you need to be able to say? You have to be able to say, I want to help you, clearly. I think there's a lot of ways I can provide help, but I, I, we, need to, we need to have an out, we need to have an exit date on, on living here. I'm happy to Google resources, I'm happy to look things up if you need me to help track down info on stuff. But I think we need to just say, you got to be gone by whatever date. Is it a week? Is it, a, is it by the weekend? Is it whatever? You just got to go. This isn't sustainable. So we got to get really, really active on getting out of it. And I think there's a lot of other ways I can help, but it's not going to be living here forever. I'm so sorry. Don't even say I'm so sorry, actually. Leave mm. that out of it. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, if this ever comes out, I might just replay it to myself and uh, remember that you gave me such sage advice <laughs> and and remark upon how wonderful my living situation is now because I use that advice. <laughs> well, I, and I'm not trying to be a know-it-all, but this is one of those episodes where the things you're not saying are kind of the loudest things you're saying. You have no idea, Chris. <laughs> are you are are you like scared to say things right now because you feel like you might be overheard? No, no. Uh, I just I just haven't wanted to switch topics uh, until now because I feel like we're kind of at the end of the whole uh, unforced roommate or you sure forces roommate situation. Seems like, <laughs> seems like we're really in the thick of it. I, well, I feel like there's not much more you can say that'll make it better. Uh, there's nothing I can say that'll illuminate more for you. Now, okay, um, if we're moving on, can I ask you one question just quickly? Yeah, go for it. Within the past week, someone said to me that Belgium is the New Jersey of Europe. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I hate it. No, that's incorrect. No, that is so wrong. Wow, that's, that's the most <laughs> Belgium you've stood isn't up for hated by everyone universally. Stand up, hey, stand up to this, stand up to this uh, guy who's sleeping on your couch the way you just stood up to okay, me about let that. Let me tell you. Have you ever expressed an opinion that firmly before than being compared to New Jersey? God forbid. Uh, okay, let me tell you this. Belgium gave you, you personally, Belgium gave you French fries, mm -hmm. waffles, okay. chocolate, uh -huh. beer. It's the perfect combination. And no one listening right now can say, I hate all of those things. Well, some, first of all, let me be clear. Some so people everyone like right Jersey. now should be thanking Belgium. Some people it's like It's not New Jersey. New Jersey. No, what is New Jersey giving us? Um, uh, light, light bulbs, recorded sound, motion pictures. <laughs> um, should I keep going? Did I, you? Oh, yeah, Thomas you Edison. You gave us motion pictures? Thomas Edison invented those slash, um, you know, took credit for inventing those for the people who worked under him. All sorts of stuff. Here's why it was explained to me. 
Someone said that Belgium is a place that um, part of how it's defined is by all the places it borders. So the same, like Belgium borders Germany and Holland and and all those things bleed over in the same way that New York and Philly bleed over into Jersey. And that therefore it's always kind of compared to the places it touches and people kind of forget about the immense power of Belgium itself and that Jersey has a similar okay. chip on its shoulder. So maybe they were saying that they see okay. a kindred spirit in the ways that Belgium is put upon before you get mad at me. Okay. So, so I would, yeah, that comparison, that reasoning is valid. I would say. Okay. So <laughs> next time you could ask um, before you just go, go off on me. The one person in this well, life who's I, trying to help I, you right now. <laughs> I just, I needed your listeners to know everything that Belgium has to offer. <laughs> I, it was, it was a plug. That's what you were doing. Give me a plug. New Jersey gave you Springsteen. It gave you Meryl Streep. It gave you the greatest television show of all time. The Sopranos gave you Arturo Gatti, I, the most exciting boxer anybody's ever seen and will ever see. The thing is, the thing is, um, and I know that you do this. You are a uh, an advocate for New Jersey, and I I know you're. Uh, I I know you do that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just need you need more people to be advocates. That's all it is. And then we'll all know that and understand that. Now you got so mad at me for making a comparison between Belgium and New Jersey. Is this common? Do people? Oh, in Belgium, I was play mad. Come on. Do people in Belgium get defensive <laughs> quickly? Do they get defensive quickly? Is this something that's brought up that people say, eh, Belgium's kind of like Germany, kind of like Holland, kind of like France. Do people get very defensive? Only when they're that? outside of Europe. Only when they're in America. Because <laughs> mm. that defensiveness that knee-jerk reaction to just get mad at me before you had even asked me really what my well, point was? Very Jersey. Very Jersey. <laughs> knee-jerk defensiveness without all the info? Very New Jersey. Fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> it sounds like you have a great affinity for Belgium. You said you left many years ago. Do you miss it? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go back someday? Yes, definitely. Um, How old are not you? Not necessarily to Belgium, but uh, I am 28. 28. Okay. And how long have you been in the States? So, uh, so I did this weird thing where I spent half my time in Europe and half my time in the States for the first like 13 years of my life. And then when I hit high school, it was all in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting way to grow up. Yeah. Um, and then ever since I've uh, come out of college or university for any international listeners, okay. Um, okay. I've, again, spent quite a lot of time in Europe, uh, not necessarily in Belgium. But. And are you, a dual, are you a dual citizen of both places? Yeah, I am. So you It's a nice thing to have. <laughs> oh, you're telling me I feel really great that I went and got that old Irish passport when I did. I feel really good about that. Oh, yes, yes. I got my Funny EU you mention it. Um uh, Oh, fantastic. Good on you. Yeah, when the floods um, come and the bees descend, I can that. get out of here. <laughs> Definitely. Um so actually the next place that I want to move to is Ireland. Um, cause I lived there before and my partner lives there. 
Your partner. So is, would this be a romantic yeah. partner? Yes. My, uh, I mean, you could call him a, a boyfriend, but he's, he's my partner. Yeah. So this, this boyfriend slash partner, partner, as you've asked to be defined, this partner, I imagine that you're talking almost every night, probably every night. Yeah. Yeah. What's this partner have to say about the uh, random person <laughs> who has decided to live on your couch? Uh, not fully. He's been telling me for days to kick him out. <laughs> uh huh. Is he getting more and more concerned? Is it is is it more annoyance or concern from the partner? Um, it's more. So it's not concern because of like anything that he could do to me. It's just concern over, I'd say, my mental health. <laughs> you have such a good sense of humor. This is what I'm going to tell you my number one thing I'm loving about you in this call. It's something I see in myself sometimes is that you are giggling so hard at the shittiness of a situation that, that you, um, I don't want to say created, but certainly like fell into. <laughs> And you know, ultimately, this is no one's fault but your own that this is still going on. And you know only you can solve it. And you also know that you're not. And you understand that that's stressful and it's a thing that's causing you dress. You're also giggling at how ludicrous and asinine the whole thing is throughout it all. And I really love that. Uh, excellent. Yeah. I mean, you rather laugh or you cry, you know? But you're uh, laughing during it. That's what I love about you. They say, you know, the whole thing. Comedy equals tragedy plus time. And you're like, yeah, this one's funny. How, yes, exactly. <laughs> how much time did you have to add into the mix for that cake to for that cake to rise in the oven? Oh, no, it's currently happening. Zero time. Trage yeah, comedy equals tra <laughs> tragedy plus also right now, just tragedy. I'm willing to see that it's very funny that I my kindness has led to me having a homeless person on my couch for longer than my goodwill. I, did you think it was going to be one night, maybe two? I expected it to last until his car was out of the shop. And only yesterday did he find out that it was completely totaled. Bullshit. Which means that he has. He's known that. For no, days, no, for friend. real. Like, He's known that for I was days, in the friend. other room when he received the phone call. And I, my apartment's not that big. So I overheard a lot. <laughs> now. We got to have this conversation today. You got to You got to do it. Okay. Have to do it. Wait, no, no, I can't do it. You have to. No, because here's why. Here's why. And you know this to be true in your heart. And you're doing the same type of nonsense I do that gets everybody in my life mad at me. <laughs> you have a window right now because you just found out the car is totaled. So now is the only time you can sit down and go, so <sighs> that's bad news. I'm feeling for you. It does mean we have to have a conversation about how this is going to go because it can't go too much longer. If you let it go another day or two, you can't turn around and be like, so three, four days ago, you found out the car was totaled. What's happened right now is the chance for that to be a natural thing of like, I heard the thing about the car that sucks really bad. Um, so it seems like we really got, we got to really make a firm game plan. If you let it go another day or two, you don't have that as the hook to hang it on. And you know that. I hate that you're right about this. I really do hate it. <laughs> it. That's the type of thing I hear a lot from when I get in arguments with people, right? 
I hate that you're right. That's when you know there's a grim truth that's been uttered. Anyway, nailed that one. We'll see what else, uh, what other grim truths we can get to when we get back. Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Thanks to our advertisers who allowed this show to come into the world. Now let's go ahead and finish the phone call. If you let it go another day or two, you don't have that as the hook to hang it on. And you know that. I hate that you're right about this. I really do hate it. <laughs> what if you just move to Ireland? What if you just like say, what if, you, what if you're like the well, only way out of this is just like, I'm moving to Ireland. <laughs> You just turn around and go, hey, I'm so sorry, but... That's a great idea. <laughs> are you someone who would rather move to Ireland than confront the squatter who refuses to leave your house? Kind of. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But I think, I think you know, he'd probably figure it out when I um, got rid of all my stuff and he was sitting there on the couch until the couch was removed from underneath him. So he might figure out that something's going on. <laughs> Do you and he talk every day? Yes. So there has um, he he disturbs my work day quite frequently. Doing what? Um, he'll say so. It 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 sounds kind of okay. No, it sounds really creepy. Uh, so he'll be like, he'll shout from the living room, "Hey, love, I'm gonna come annoy you now." And then he'll come into my office, which is just a it's a second bedroom. Um, come into my office and just lay his hand on top of my head and then mutter nonsense until I'm like, go away. (laughs) And I say to, I I do say to him, go away. I'm busy. (laughs) Call her. That's fucked up. What you just said is fucked up. because listen there's another thing in here you left out a key piece of information and every caller is yelling at their preferred listening device right now your office is a second bedroom and your boss is trying to get you to go back home back to the office in person you understand uh-huh. that the squatter is you this is not news to you you're not going to be like oh you know that the squatter is waiting for you to go back to work so he can say, hey, there's a second bedroom. Maybe I could kick in on rent. Well, You're waiting for that, right? You know that's well, coming. Oh, no, no, no. No, he's not. No, he's definitely looking for a place to freeload. He doesn't have the money right now to oh, he's gonna, actually well, rent you know a place. Oh, he's going to he's gonna say, I feel like I'm bothering you in this space. Now that you're going back to the office, maybe I should just be in the second bedroom. You know that's coming, right? Well... That's why when, whenever someone asks me to have a meeting and they're like, oh my gosh, it's so great, but things are opening up. So why don't we meet at our place of work? That's why I say, mm, no, you are leaving I'm going to stay at home. 
you got to get this guy out of here yesterday. So that's why you don't want to leave. You don't want to come back and find an air mattress in your office. And now it's his bedroom. That's why you don't leave. The thing is, I don't think he would do that. I really don't think he would. And like, I don't worry about him stealing shit. Like right now I'm outside of my apartment. I'm on my patio, but I'm absolutely certain that he's not going to steal shit. And yet it's just the lingering sense of this isn't right. Listen, someone saying, hey, love, I'm going to come bother you now and then placing his hands on you. I really don't like that. And I'm glad you're laughing about it, but I really oh, yeah. do not like that. That's No, I, I super don't like it either. <laughs> Shit needs to stop pronto. It needs to yeah. not have started. Okay, so we can giggle our way through that. That's not good. I don't like it. You're so right. What do I got to do? What do I got to do? You want to put me on the phone with this guy right now? Tell him to scram. Oh my God, would you? If you need me to and you think that it won't create situations. No, you situations wouldn't. No, you, you wouldn't. Like, I mean, if, my only fear is that he might feel like he's been shit talked or judged, but I'm happy to do it. If you, if I just go, hey, I'm a podcaster, it's anonymous. You're living in the caller's no, house. No, actually, could, you, could you say right now, uh, just like, so again, I'm, I'm not sure if this will ever be aired, but uh, could you just say into the microphone now what you would say? you were talking to him and then if it ever does get published i can just play that for him That'd sure here's what i would say if you put me on the phone with him right now i just go dude uh our caller called she has not been making fun of you in any way she's not been trying to air out your business i don't know her name i don't know what city you're in what i do know is that you're having a tough time it sucks my heart goes out for you um i know that the person who called me has stepped up and given you a roof over your head. And, and that's awesome. Speaks highly of her. And I really want you to get back on your feet. She's told me so sincerely she does too. But also she's not totally comfortable with how long this has gone on. I don't know if you know that. I feel like you should know that. My guess is that if you did know that, that you might have a sense of urgency on, on giving her her space back. And that the last thing she wants is for you to be out there with nowhere to go. But at the same time, there's also just some 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 real feelings of this is her space. Got to help you figure out your next move, but this is not the permanent move. So that it's got to move quick. It's got it's not open ended, and we just got to establish that. So what can we do to help? Because she's down to help, and you seem motivated to get going and land in a situation that's safe and healthy and comfortable. So. How do we get you there? Because this is not going to be it long term. And she's a little nervous about saying that. And I'm sure you aren't intending to create that feeling. So got to get motivated about giving her her space back and understanding that she's somebody who's already done her part. That's what I would say. You are very compassionate. I could never say it face to face, but I would say it to, on the phone. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> uh that was, that was really sweet, actually. That was really nice. Have, Good way of putting that. Happy to Especially do on your feet. Happy I feel like I'd it. have to spend, you know, like an hour writing down what I should say and then <laughs> committing it to memory. I feel like you just got to put it out there to say, hey, like, I'm feeling for you, but this this, this is not the long-term solution and I, I need my space back and um, we got to set an end date. We just got to set an end date, you know? Because look, there's also, yeah. you know, like there's a lot of books and a lot of theories about um, 
situations where people, you know, have, have been the victims of crime where out of a sense of politeness, they swallowed their instincts. And where if they had acted on like oh. an instinct being like, I got to get out of here right now, it wouldn't happen. And I think this is a kind of a similar situation where, and I'm not saying, you you sound very, very uh, genuine and at peace about the idea of like, you don't feel like you're in danger from a person, but, uh, and that's good. But it certainly sounds like every instinct of yours is telling you, tell this guy he's got a scram and you're finding a lot of reasons to not do it. And he might be maybe playing at the heartstrings that are extending that. At some point you got to cut and run. And it really is the answer to when is the time for that conversation is always going to be right now. There's never an answer that's, you know, next Tuesday. It's always going to be, we got to have that talk right now. Because the sooner you start that clock running, the sooner it runs out. And again, hey, my love, I'm going to come bother you now. And then his hands are on your head. No, 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 no. I... I honestly, again, I would just ask, are you sure you feel comfortable and safe? Because that doesn't sound comfortable or totally safe to me. Well, it's not comfortable, but it is safe. You feel safe, even if you're not Which comfortable. I am able to deal with. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're grown up. So but I trust what you're you. saying makes a lot of sense. I just, I just don't want to err, err, the idea of confronting him and having that kind of conversation just gives me the willies and I don't want to do it, but I know that I have to. Got to do it. Got to do it. And you know what you got to do? You. What? I would, and I'm not trying to freak you out more. You got to have that conversation ASAP and the people in your life who are aware of this situation, just let them know. Okay, I'm going to sit down and talk with them today, you know? So that way they mm-hmm. understand that if you're, if, if they understand that if you call them, they need to pick up the phone and you're like, I freaked out. What do I do? Yeah. And, you know, you just need to let everybody know. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and tell this guy to scram. Um, I'll let you know how it goes. If I need any help, just, you know, keep your ringer on, you know? Um, because That's some really good advice. Yeah, and it'll just give you the freedom to just speak honestly too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because um, I mean, the the people I'm closest to, they know the situation. They they've heard exactly what you've heard. Are they all uh, are they all flipping out the same way I am? They're not flipping out, but they're saying like, What the fuck have you gotten yourself into? I'm sorry if I can't say fuck on the show. Oh, no, you can. That's fine. <laughs> My mom doesn't love it, but it's okay. <laughs> Apologies. It's Chris okay. Gethard's mom. Yeah, that's it's fine. She's used to it. She's heard worse. She's a grown up. All Sally, she's heard worse. Believe me, if there's one person listening who wants you to overcome um, the the internal anxiety and get this man out of your house, it's probably my mom. She's probably, she's probably Christopher. I never would use that word, but in this case, that guy needs to get the fuck out of her house. Like that. She, would, she wouldn't say that, but it would probably be one of the situations that would be closest. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you have given me some confidence uh, to actually. I'm not going to say to actually do it, but I will. I will say to try to do it. Gotta listen. I don't get the sense that you're going to say. I feel like it's time to move on, and he's going to go. Great. You know what? I'll gather up my stuff and go. So that just tells me that yeah. when you make it clear for real, you're leaving there's a clock that's going to start 
And when you're in a situation like that, the sooner you start the clock, the sooner it ends. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. And also, I th- the more I keep thinking about it, the more I feel like Belgium is the New Jersey of Europe. And honestly, I feel like you should be less angry about that. <laughs> you know what? You're right. So about, speaking of Belgium as the New Jersey of Europe, mm-hmm. uh, about 10 years ago, um, I was going to change the topic. And then we came back to the same one. Okay. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I was just going to... Okay. So I feel like sometimes on the show and that I, I feel like that's what happened here but listeners get bogged down in one story that they have to tell mm-hmm. and everyone has many stories that they want to tell and so I thought that would give you like a few bullet points and you can choose which one we talk about I that's love a it. fun game we've got about you. eight minutes left so okay. let's bullet point through some and we'll we'll hit some mini oh, stories no that's that is perfect yeah that's perfect sounds great okay okay so um let me let me see uh okay number one um my dad came out as trans before it was really socially acceptable number two uh my i grew up with uh eating disorders number three um i only pursued higher education because i wanted the title number four i my (laughs) the current partner i'm with we started out as him having an affair with his wife and those are your bullet points wait like he had like he had the affair with you Yes. Wow. That's a shocking one. I mean, they're all, well, everything I'm, you just listed could be an entire <laughs> hour plus of conversation, but because here's what jumps out. Exactly. Here's what jumps out. And uh, so many of them, maybe it's just because that's the last one. When you have an affair with someone, it doesn't usually end in a long distance relationship. That. Yeah, you'd think, right? So what's going on? Okay. Uh, so I was working in Europe and we met, uh, there through a work thing. And so in Europe, the, the drinking policies are pretty, it's more socially accessible to drink with your colleagues after a hard day. So we went for a drink and then we ended up talking for a long time and, uh, nothing happened, but except for him telling me that he and his wife were not doing well. Um, like, uh, they were no longer, I want to say I would intimate, but I feel like that. We is, get it. That's purely sexual. No, 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 no. That's the thing is that it's not, it's not purely sexual. It's like intimate in any sense. Got it. Um, Got it. But after that, we had to keep working together. Uh, and so we started just to send so we emailed to each other about books we had read and podcasts and stuff. And a couple months later, uh, he and his wife separated. And then we kind of started going out. So wait, is that an affair? Well, she doesn't know about me. And they're still married. And his kids don't know about me either. Mm, no. So it's, it's a secret, and the- I would say. Perhaps not. A, if you're looking at the dictionary definition, perhaps not an affair, but the cynic under the covers. 
the cynic in me and and the the part of me that doesn't always trust the intentions of men has to wonder <laughs> are you certain that they're as separated as he's as he's portraying it yes i am um so that was a few years ago actually um and he and i video chat every day and he has his own apartment and they have a custody agreement with the kids oh, okay um, so that's that's very real but no. there was no fooling around there was no <laughs> physical and it, it it sounds like it didn't cross those particular lines before the separation well there 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 was a little bit okay. but <laughs> okay owning it but i feel like the, those those kinds of semantics don't really i don't know it's semantics. It's what I think. If he's been separated for years, how come it hasn't gone through as a divorce? Uh, because the country that he and his wife live in, um, it is less socially acceptable to have a divorce. Uh, so in that country, they have a what's called a, a legal separation, which is a legal term, but it's slightly less than divorce. It's a very Catholic country. These goddamn Catholics. I, I mean, you mentioned. No, no. You mentioned it's Ireland. I'm like, the, the, everything's built around guilt. You're, oh, I'd forgotten if I mentioned that. Yes, yeah, you you're already right. said yeah, it's in okay. Ireland. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> when everything descends, you know, historically descends from a church and then the church's morals get tied up in the laws. Okay, okay. But you do feel like things are above board, at least as far as the information you're being given by this guy. Not just that. I feel things are entirely above board. And um, despite her not knowing about the Korea. And how how long were you together in the same country before it went long distance? Uh, only six months. Only six months. And how long have you been? And you say you consider this person your partner. It sounds exclusive. How long has that been the case? Long distance. Three years. So you were palling around with this with, person for six Again, to a 28-year-old sure. is a long time. <laughs> of course. I mean, for anybody, that's a, that's a significant chunk of life. Now, so for six months in person, you were, you were having this uh, quasi- A dalliance. Quali- yes, a dalliance. You could say. And then for three years, it's been long distance. How often has he visited or have you visited in those three long distance years? Well, we did, I don't know how many times, oh, a few times. And then the pandemic hit and we haven't seen each other since uh, the end of 2019. So it's been like 18 months since we've seen each other. That is what I, is I would rough. call an unusual setup. Unusual, but doable. And... I know that given, well, no, I don't know. I assume that given the previous chat that you think I'm being completely taken advantage of, but I'm not. He's That's the good. light of my life. No. He makes everything better. And, um, and we usually, so when his kids aren't around, we usually spend at least eight hours a day on video chat. Not just like... Not chatting, but just like working at the same time as each other. Wow. So, um, our time is yeah. up. 
and we could talk forever. Okay. I, I feel like yeah. I feel like someday we got to do a follow up call, and I'm going to be far more interested in the follow up <laughs> about that relationship than than necessarily about the squatter, and I will be very okay. interested in that. But I, I'll say this too. You're saying like, I assume you're a pushover based on the prior thing. I'll say, I assume very little and I trust you. And if you say this person's the light of your life, that's a beautiful thing. And, um, yeah. you know, if, if, if there's a separation there and there's a relationship that's gone cold, but because of sort of like moral, religious, you know, cultural um, reasons, people don't fully divorce. I trust it as long as you trust it. And I just want you to be happy. And, um, I just hope that I, Thank you. Yeah, I just hope, I hope that it's all, I hope that it's as above board as it sounds. And I hope that you, uh, most of all in the, in the immediate term, I hope that sometime later today, you just tell the gentleman on your couch, let's, <laughs> let's set the end date on this. All good things come to an end. This has to be one of them. I want to help as much as I can, but it can't just be through this. I hope you get I hope you get the squatter out of there and I hope that the uh the love in your life burns bright and someday you are uh with this light of your life in Ireland living living in a living in a way that fulfills everything you need. That sounds wonderful. You're very nice, Chris. It was wonderful talking to you. Sorry that I kind of absolutely dominated the conversation. Oh, you didn't. In fact, <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I can almost promise you most of the comments are gonna be that I talk too much. I promise you. Um <coughs> it <laughs> we'll see we'll put money we'll we'll have a poll in the facebook group let's make that part of the comments everybody who who railroaded the conversations on this one gether the caller <laughs> listen what are the odds that you're going to hang up the phone and go talk to this person because i would love that immediately or today in general immediately it's, uh immediately. afternoon here for the listeners sure immediately zero in a couple hours i say 50 percent can you do us a favor um, and just, uh, uh, you know what? Stay on the line when you hang up with me. Anita's going to ha- get your contact info. We want to make sure you can just send us a message uh, when it happens. Okay. I-, I do just want to make sure that everything goes okay. Having a man in your house who's t- touching your head, I would just personally like some resolution that that <laughs> has been solved. So are you? can you just let us know? Can you keep us updated here yeah, behind the yeah. scenes? Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Well, it was really great talking to you. Thanks for throwing nine curveballs at you the too. end. Someday we'll talk about all the rest of them. Sounds good. Thanks for talking. Caller, thank you so much. Can't wait for that follow-up call. You sound like you've had a, a fascinating life all over, so I hope we get to talk again future and hash out a whole lot of stuff. This show is produced by Anita Flores. It's engineered by Jared O'Connell with assistance from Marcus Hom. Our theme song is by Shellshag. Go to chrisgeth.com if you want to know more about me, including my live touring dates. I'm also doing a bunch of beautiful anonymous live shows coming up. So uh, please go check them out. All the ticket links are there. Chrisgeth.com. Wherever you're listening, right? Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, who knows? There's some version of a button that says subscribe or favorite or follow. When you hit that button, it helps this show more than almost anything else you can do for us. So please do so. Find our latest merch at podswag.com. We've got mugs, shirts, posters, and more. And if you want your episodes of Beautiful Anonymous without any ads, our entire back catalog without ads, go to Stitcher Premium. Use the promo code STORIES, stitcher.com slash premium. Code is STORIES. You'll get one month free.